Hello, welcome to the show. Our, our favourite part of the week, isn't it? It certainly is. Mine, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely look forward to it. Episode five. Can you believe it? Here we are. Episode five. Just think this, this time in five episodes, it'll be double figures. That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? It's mad. Do you know what I was looking today, actually? And it's only like three months ago since I started the Instagram page. Yeah, yeah. And that was like just after we launched Brave and Determined Company, because that first night we spoke about it in the box, Harv went home and you did the crowdfunder. And Leash, you set up the Instagram account. Yeah, mad. Three three months and here we are. It's mad, isn't it? It feels like we've been doing this forever. So we are the Brave and Determined Company. And what do we do? Harv, what do we do? What do we do? We sell uh, super cool quality merch and share all the profits from those sales with mental health charities and organisations and people doing good things. Absolutely. And on the back burner of that is the three of us get together at weekend, on every week and record a podcast, which is the favourite bit of our week now, isn't it? We love doing it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. it's great. <laughs> the lady action. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. We do love it. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you'd finished talking or not. Edit, edit. I can edit that pause out, but you know I won't. Um, so, <laughs> how is everyone? Half, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've had, uh, I've had a, an okay week. Interesting and varied, as I like to describe things. Yeah, it's been good. Bit of CrossFit tonight. Got an exciting weekend planned. So and, and the sun is shining. Yes. I believe you are donning donning your football boots halves this weekend. I am, yeah. We've got a uh, memorial game. So I used to play for a team called Donhead, a local team, many moons ago. And there was a guy there, Brian Gray, who was like Mr. Donhead, looked after everything and everyone and the pitch. And yeah, he was just Mr. Donhead. And unfortunately he passed away earlier this year. Um, and the club are having a memorial game for him. So Players old and new, or mainly old, I think, are um, getting together to hobble around the pitch for, for an hour or so tomorrow afternoon. So I'm looking forward to that. You watch them hamstrings. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I was just about to say the same, least. Hashtag pray for halves hammies. Let's get it out there. You know they're going to ping, aren't they? And then you won't be able to walk for a week. Yeah, yeah. But it's a price I'm willing to pay. Yeah, exactly. And you all right, Lise? Everything good? I'm knackered. Did the dirty double tonight. Which people won't know about. So what is the dirty double? The dirty double. Hang on, you did the dirty triple. So tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I did the dirty triple. So <laughs> the dirty double is CrossFit at Hubbers 5, which is the normal class, and then straight on to endurance. But there's quite a few of us did it tonight. Tom did the dirty double. Pip did the dirty double. Heather did the dirty double. Nice. I think that was it. And uh, yeah, and then I went to KFC on the way home. Just to make it a proper filthy Friday night. Yeah. And it is Friday night tonight because we were late recording. We didn't get to record yesterday. So here we are Friday evening, nine o'clock recording. Why didn't why didn't we get to record yesterday, Ad? Oh, a couple of things came up. There's nothing really I want to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now you said it, now I've got to say it, haven't I? Well, yeah, because it makes it sound like something drastic happened but i did yeah obviously it was drastic because you weren't here but i was stuck on a big red truck and that's all i want to say with blue lights on the top of it and that's it that's all i'm saying about <laughs> my my other occupation this week because I, I literally get torn out of me everywhere i go now so that's it that's yeah, all we're okay. saying we can move on we can move on so ask me how i am come on how are you how's your week been <laughs> i tell you what my week as you guys know has been pretty good because we finally exchanged contracts on the house and we Yay! move next week. Now, for the people who have only joined us for the four you know, episodes before this one, won't know that my house went on the market in March 2021 and we finally exchanged contracts. <laughs> yeah. 
last week and we're in what are we on today sick for may so i'm feeling good i didn't realize the stress i was under going through the house move which has just been ridiculous it's been a nightmare and the um solicitor phoned me up and said oh you know great news we finally exchanged you must be really happy and i was like actually no i'm just relieved i'm just absolutely relieved that it's done and i felt i said to you guys the next day didn't i i felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders and i hope that going forward it is stress-free now and it's all good we move on tuesday and i feel like it's all good so thanks for asking guys it's it's uh yeah i feel good i feel good lovely are we having a housewoman <laughs> no i'm too old for parties least you know that um, you can come round for a cup of tea, but there's no, oh, okay. no parties, no parties. The only people who are going to have parties is my kids, that's it. Your kids, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but one thing I did want to talk about with the stress thing was I said to you guys on a voice note that it's been really stressful and I'm really pleased that it's done. And Lise, your response was the two most stressful things were, what were they? Do you remember? Um, moving house. Yeah. And the other one? learning to drive learning to drive i've never heard anyone say that's a really stressful oh, thing do you want to hear an, o- an overshare I yeah feel like absolutely I have my own jingle well, for lisa's <laughs> overshare of the week da, 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 da. lisa's overshare so i le- started learning to drive like most people do at 17 i had my own little metro and um me and my dad went to stir and you know just the the bend past the plow somehow i don't know what happened i think my dad blew it out of proportion but there was a bit of a like he had to grab the steering wheel, a bit of a sort of near miss. And we got home and I can remember him sort of saying to my mum, oh, I don't know how we got out of that. And that put me off for years. I didn't learn to drive till I was 26 after that. Wow. And <laughs> I had to have <laughs> a hypnotherapy CD because I was so like afraid of driving. I used to take calms before my lessons and I had this hypnotherapy CD that I used to listen to before. <laughs> Wow, I love it. Lesson. I love it. When when you said when you said on that voice note that it was like learning to drive was a really big thing for you, I thought that, that I'm going to ask you, but I didn't want to ask you before the podcast. <laughs> I wanted to ask you in here. I found it really stressful. I still find it stressful now. I don't know how I passed my test first time, to be honest. I think I think there's an un, there's a really good underlying point there. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice went all Alan Rickman then for a minute. Um, and that <laughs> stress is is relative, isn't it? So. I mean, when I learned to drive, it was a bit of a, you know, it was a little bit stressful. I wouldn't say it was stressful, stressful, but for you, it was stressful. And yeah. I think that's a really good point. That everybody, stress is different for different people. Sorry to get all serious on you there for a minute. But, no, no. Um, but, you know, we are a mental health, health podcast, and I think it's a really good point to make that one thing that, and, I, and I'll be honest, I didn't find learning to drive stressful at all. Um, in fact, I enjoyed it. Um, and f- that's that's we're different people aren't we most people say the most stressful things are getting married and moving house but for you Lise, it was moving house and learning to drive and i just you know i thought <laughs> and probably getting divorced that was probably worse than getting married oh yeah for me it's um watching morris dancers what it's stressful oh god i mean morris dancers they they just oh they, they just stress me out it's all the it's the bells and the clinking of the sticks and the hankies and yeah here's something here's talking about morris dancers right here's something i saw the other day on instagram someone put best evening ever and it was a video of people morris dancing in semley um outside the pub at the bennett arms someone put best evening ever and i was like really like i maybe their kids were in it or something i don't know i don't know okay okay so i i guess i guess just like stress is relative fun is also relative (laughs) 
Is that what I mean? Am I saying the right word? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What some people find fun, other people would find stressful. And what some people find stressful, <laughs> other people would find fun. Absolutely. And I think that's a very, very good point. So, yeah. It's all relative, isn't it? I remember like a couple of years ago when the whole COVID thing was going on and I was obviously going through a bit of stress with my relationship and stuff. And I remember saying to one of my friends, oh, I feel like I'm moaning and there's people out there having you know worst time at the moment like everyone you know there's so much worse going on in the world she was like but your problems are relative to you like don't think they're not important because there's someone else worse off there's always someone else worse off yeah and your problems are yours and it is relative to you and you know they are your problems aren't they yeah exactly so Morris dancers are your problems half but we'll support <laughs> you through it we'll support you through it okay <laughs> Maybe you could take some hypnotherapy and some calms. Me and Lise could take you along to some Morris dancers and see if we can get you through it. What do you think? Um, I, I think it's, it, my relationship with Morris dancing is beyond repair. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, I don't, I don't want to No, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know about it. Um, it, just, it just winds me up. Can I just apologise to our um, our Morris dancing fraternity that listeners, listens to this, yeah. this podcast <laughs> no, every no, they week? Can go. I don't care if you listen to Morris. If you're a Morris dancer and you listen, stop listening now. <laughs> the seamless link, right? Let's move on. So, some of my best friends are Morris dancers. Um, right, move on. So uh, if you guys want to get in contact with us, it's the Brave and Determined Company at gmail.com. Send us any question and we will answer it. I got asked the other day, if I send you any question, will you answer it? And I said, yes. So any question, send it in. No one sent a question in yet. So come on. Any question. Any question you like, we'll answer it. Oh. I just want to so clarify this. So whatever anybody asks yep. via whichever method, the email or the social media or pigeon or whatever, yep. you are going to answer that regardless of what it is. We are going to answer that question, yes. <laughs> you, I believe it started with you. We are going to answer that question. So yeah, send in your questions, bring it on. Uh, 300 for 300, let's quickly go over that. We are planning it for the 18th of June, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, 18th of June. The three of us are going to complete with a weighted vest, 300 burpees, 300 calories on the assault bike, 300 air squats. Anyone else can join us. You can join in and do it as prescribed. That's what we are going to do. But anyone else can join us and do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'd just like to say tonight I got on the assault bike and I was like, why did I suggest you end calories? I think it's a great idea, Lise. <laughs> but what we've got to do is I think we've got to do it together. So there's no point in half smashing 300 calories in 50 seconds and me and you hanging on to it. <laughs> yeah. we've, got, okay. we've got to, you know, all try and complete it together. Go each other's pace. Which I think is why it's good to have the calories in the middle and then... Yeah, you guys you, could, you guys can have a rest while I'm there. Recycling down yeah, the shops down nice the and shop, steady. Yeah. yeah, at least, at least, just another reminder, another reminder to Lise there that we're, um, we're in audio. Oh, so, sorry, yeah, I was so just doing uh, the assault bike action. Your <laughs> purely visual. Good point there, half. Well done. Um, and that 300 for 300, we want people to get involved because that's going to give 300 people early intervention, life-saving counselling. Um, and that is what this is all about, the mental health and support and everything. So, great. Let's move on. Lise, cliffhanger from last week. Let's go. Oh, the Hindu. Yes. How wasted did uh, you get? Not too bad, actually. I was impressed with myself. So I was, I, was, I was drunk and merry. Like in the afternoon, we had a little bus tour, champagne bus tour around London. Old red bus. Brilliant. Best thing ever. I was drunk on that. But then after that, I kind of reined it in a bit, went on the water, so no hangover Sunday. A little bit of a headache, but no hangover. No hangover. No hangover. Yeah. 
And did you regret not going hard? No, because am I going to tell my little story now? My funny story. If you want to tell your story, I, I mean, I, I don't know the story. I only know the result of what happened. <laughs> so, so. I'm sure none of them will listen, so it doesn't matter. But one of the girls on the, don't no, say any one names. Of the, girls on the Hindu got very drunk quite quickly and fell out of a taxi and ended up dislocating her elbow. Uh, so yeah so that was kind of a bit of a I was I was glad I wasn't that person (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah well we didn't know about it until the next day like she went off they sort of said in the club well you know take her out sober her up a bit and then that happened on the way back to the hotel so yeah so that was another kind of was it a a moving taxi um no it was dropping them off and she was going to be sick so she kind of leant out of the taxi to get out quick and just fell on the ground and Ended up in A and E to help us five the next day, next morning. Wow! And that is why we shouldn't go too hard. Because if you go hard, you go home. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And just attending. to touch on our last episode, um, when we talked about drinking, not drinking, our worries and our fears and our love for drinking at, at times, that resonated with a lot of people. A lot of people have asked me about that. Yeah, and I think that it was a really good episode where we talked about something that's, you know, normal in life. But for some of us, it's, you know, we want to take a break from it or we've got a relationship with it or we haven't, you know. And I think that's a really cool thing. And we had lots and lots of feedback. So, yeah, thanks for the people that gave us the feedback. And I think it was a really cool thing as Harv is (laughs) taking a sip out of a green bottle. You hit the label there. Oh, 0% Heineken. Nice, nice. Good lad. It's not. Not the best non-alcoholic beer, but my uh, local co-op is crap. Oh, yeah. You're slagging everyone yeah. off today, aren't you? Morris Dancer's co-op. I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell one. you what. If you if you were a Morris Dancer that works <laughs> in the co-op... Well. I mean, they could have been our sponsor, but not anymore. <laughs> what, Morris Dancer's? No, the co-op. No, no. Oh. <laughs> Listeners from around the world, we've got a new listener in a new place. I don't know if you saw this, half. I don't know if you've had a look at the map, but this one's a bit exciting. I haven't, no. Cape Town, South Africa. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? That is cool. That is pretty cool. So we've got Cape Town, uh, Hawaii, New Zealand, South Korea, and Belgium, I think. Yeah, you're just naming places now. The truth is, we could tell anyone anything. Yeah, I don't know you can see it. It's you and me, Hav. So we could say anything we want. Yeah, yeah, we could, but that, that, that would be... Um, that would be really dishonest to our listeners in uh, Senegal. That's a very good point. Um, a very good friend of mine, um, Mrs. Sarah Wheeler, from who I work with at uh, Dorset Wiltshire Fire and Rescue, she <laughs> went to Dubai no, and she apologised for not not downloading the podcast oh. in Dubai because then we would have talked about it. So, Sarah, you need to book yourself another holiday, get yourself somewhere in the world. Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, that's a really good point. Anybody listening that's travelling anywhere... Just download the podcast wherever you go. Let's see. Uh, let's see how far across the world. We I'm going to go to Turkey this. in four weeks. So I'll do it then. I listen to myself again. Yes. Because hey, that's not vain at all. Yes. Is it? Are we going to? Are we going to record an episode while you're in Turkey? Oh, <gasps> we could do. Can we? I could do it from the pool. Yeah. In the oh, pool. That's but... going to be a nightmare no. to edit. That'll be a nightmare okay, to edit. Do Please don't do that. <laughs> It says kids screaming in the background. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Don't do that. Right, shout outs this week. Sapper Warrior, Warrior t-shirts are in, which is cool. So I shared them with the guys over at Sapper Warrior. Ginger and Amber. We love Ginger and Amber. They are looking, um, they're sort of like going to go back to their guys for feedback on it. But the first print looks really, really cool. Massive shout out to Dan Anthropic. Um, who designed the the back of the t-shirt they look really cool hopefully we'll be able to release those soon on insta get some pictures out there for everyone to see big shout out 
to Aaron at It's Okay Clothing. I spent half an hour on the phone to him today. Really, really, really cool guy. Um, hopefully we're going to do a bit of a collab between the two of us, between It's Okay and the Brave and Determined Company. We want to sort of like, you know, when we started this up, we said we wanted to take as many people with us as we can. You know, Aaron's one of those guys. He started a clothing business in June of last year. He does it totally on his own, like literally on his own. Oh, wow. Whereas we've got a bit of a team behind us, haven't we, where we've got lots of people um, helping us out. And he's done an amazing job. Um, and we want to do a little collab to try and, you know, we we can sort of like reach out to his audience and he can reach out to our audience nice. so if anyone's on insta or get yourself on on his website it's um his business is called it's okay so yeah really cool last shout out baby grows the baby grows are in uh, what did you think lise super cute they made my ovaries twitch a little bit <laughs> and as someone who hasn't got children and isn't uh, i'm maternal to other people's kids but not the thought of having my own yeah, they're cute as. If I knew someone having a baby, I'd get one. Fair play to um to because it's Wayne who bought it and his his grandson. He's a oh, cute little, little fella, isn't he, Ted? Pretty cute. Yeah, so cute, so cute. Looks just like his granddad. Yeah, he does at the moment. Imagine Wayne in a <laughs> imagine Wayne in a baby grow. <laughs> we should get an adult sized baby grow. Just for Wayne. <laughs> just for Wayne. Get him in it. Get him in it. Doing the three hundred for three hundred. That's a plan. Brilliant. What are we talking about this week, Lise? We are talking about gym intimidation. What? Oh, nice. Well, like in being... In... I didn't even know that was a word. <laughs> I haven't made it up, it's the thing. It's being intimidated about it's going to the gym or being in the gym and how you can overcome that. We were going to talk about this week. Gym intimidation. Gym intimidation. Wow. I've never heard of that, but I like it. I thought we were just going to talk about how freaked out I was and watched outside of CrossFit for three months before oh, I well, even... yeah. Plucked we can talk the, about that. Plucked well. out the courage. I mean, that's the same thing. <laughs> I basically stood stood outside for three months watching everyone running on a Friday night, thinking, "I wish I could do CrossFit, but I'm w- not fit enough to do that." What made you go in? We used to drop Evie off to dance, and used to see you guys—not necessarily you guys. I definitely remember seeing OG Charlie running past and thinking, "Wow, those guys are super fit." you know, and I wish I could be as fit as that, but there's no way. You know, I've raced triathlon in the past. You know, I've done an Ironman, but you know, to do the CrossFit thing, to be in a gym, it was something that just didn't didn't resonate with me at all. I've hated gyms all of my life and I thought I'd love to do that. And then I just was I was at street with um with the family and I was sat around while they were shopping and I just pinged Chris an email and just thought, you know what, I'm gonna see what he says and he said, Come in and I, I basically went in there and, and said, I'm really scared and I don't know if I want to do this and, and he was like, Come and sit down and we sat on the sofas and had a chat. And he said, just come to one session, just just book in and, and give it a go. And that's effectively where it all started. And I'll be honest, I didn't, I enjoyed the first one because I knew it was good for me, but I couldn't walk for two days afterwards. And then I struggled through the first kind of month and then all of a sudden fell in love with it. What did you struggle with? Did you feel like every like you didn't want to be there or just the whole concept, like the workouts more than going to the gym? I'd never put a bar above my head before, so I'd never even like really picked up a barbell. The only gyms I'd ever been in, there's just really muscly dudes sat around doing bro reps, you know, of biceps and looking in mirrors. And that's just not for me. You know, I, I was looking for more than a gym. I was looking for the community and the belonging and, and trying to find somewhere where I felt like I belonged. And I definitely do not belong in a gym. And that stands now. If it wasn't for CrossFit, I wouldn't go to a gym. 
you know, I've, I found that and that was the great thing. And I've, and like I say to people, I've never had more friends than I've got now, you know, I'm 41 years old and I've never had more friends than I've got now. And that's a really cool thing. I mean, I was lucky in the sense that I've never really felt that kind. I, I mean, I get anxious, you know, like competitions and stuff. That's where my anxiety comes out. Cause I worry then I always worried, like people will be like, Oh my God, what do you think she's doing? Why is she competing? Why is she taking part? Like, what level does she think she's at to be doing and, and that gets me I don't know why because like I say it's just a bit of fun and it doesn't mean anything and it's just CrossFit but my anxiety comes from that rather than going to the gym because I think I had a job at the leisure centre in Shaftesbury at school so I'd always kind of been around gyms and around people in gyms so I've never really had that I've been quite lucky to have that anxiety feeling about going to a gym but I mean I've had the so you've always felt comfortable in a gym I wouldn't say comfortable. So I feel like, weirdly, when I used to go to Riversmead, I never, probably about twice in the whole time I was there, did I ever go and work out in a sports bra? Because I always felt people judge you in those kind of gyms. And they're a bit like, oh, I think she looks like. Whereas at CrossFit, I barely got my top on, have I? You know, we start the workout, off it goes. And I think everyone, does, you know, at CrossFit, no one worries about what anyone thinks of them do they because they're all just so focused on just to clarify when you say without a top oh. one you keep <laughs> a sport on, just yeah. just for clarification you keep a sports bra on yeah at least yeah, yeah. i do keep a sports bra but no one worried you know like everyone's just so into what they're doing that i think that's a massive point for people who are worried about going to the gym or anxious about starting is that everyone's in the same boat aren't they everyone's there for the same reason we're all just trying to better ourselves and no one's actually that interested in what you're doing. And it, I didn't realise until Half said it to me the other day. I just thought it was a normal thing that guys take their shirts off in gyms. And it was only Half said the other day, no, 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 it's only at CrossFit. No one takes their shirt off in a gym. And I, I didn't know that yeah. because I never go in a gym. And it is a place where you feel comfortable. And it is a place where, you know, I definitely find that community in that belonging. And I'd reach out to anyone who is looking to get fitter and they don't know how to do it. Don't be scared of a CrossFit gym. You know, I would go into a normal gym and I would walk around it looking at weights and I would do bicep curls and I'd do, I don't know, deadlifts and then leave because I wouldn't know what else to do. Whereas CrossFit is about, you know, that functional fitness thing and it keeps you interested. And like you say, Lisa, it's all about um, no one actually cares what you're doing. If you've got nothing on the bar and you're, you know, you're just doing air squats, man, you're there, you're doing it. I always say to my wife, you know, when you go out for a run, it doesn't matter how slow you go and you're lapping everyone who sat on the sofa. Yeah, but it is hard. Harv, what about you? What about what do you find in a gym? Like, tell us about your gym. What's it called, Lee? Gym Timidation. Gym Timidation. Gym Timidation. Gym Chimney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, very a very real thing. So uh, in a pre-CrossFit life, I, I did go to the gym. I used to go to the same gym as Lee. Oh, we used to do boot camps, didn't we, together? We used to do boot camps, and this is this is kind of kind of part of being my point. I'm okay in a class situation, uh, partly for reasons of just not being able to motivate myself to train hard and being pushed by somebody else, but also to be to be able to hide. Really, I did. I never liked going into the gym on my own. I did it very, very rarely. Um, I was fortunate to work with and be good friends with a, a lad we all know called Jammer. Shout out to Jammer if he's listening. He probably won't be able to hear it. Though, Big shout out to Jammer. When you say lad, he's more, <laughs> of a, he's more of a man mountain, isn't he, than a lad? Yeah, yeah he's a real man. Ooh, jammer. Yeah. Um, but he's like he pushed me to start going to the gym years ago and um, always came up with things for us to do. So I never really felt like I was going on my own. 
because uh, I definitely suffered from the intimidation factor. And to be honest, I love CrossFit and I love going to CrossFit and the CrossFit box in the community. And apart from being at home, it's probably the other place I feel the most comfortable. But even then, and you two will probably notice this now, now I've pointed it out, I nearly always go to the back of the class into a corner. If I'm in the rack, I'm in the far corner looking out on everybody rather than being looked at. And it's still something that bothers me. And I even tried tonight and uh, big, strong boy Tom Belmont snuck in behind <laughs> me so I couldn't be at the back of the class. But yeah, I st- even now, even in an environment I'm comfortable in, the thought of other eyes being on me is, uh, yeah, it makes me, um, it puts me off. It's funny, isn't it? What we, you know, those scars from whatever it is when you're growing up as a kid that make you think, God, I don't want to be out there. Like, Harv, you're without a doubt a member of the Big Strong Boy Club. You know, you can lift some decent heavy weights. And it's funny that you still feel you should hide yourself in the corner. Yeah, I just just do. I just don't don't want to be that centre of attention, that front of the room. Not that anybody's actually watching you, you know, they're not at all. I mean, I stand at the back of the room and I don't watch anybody else. So I'm clearly, you know, I realise that's not a thing, but I'm just more comfortable in that, you know, putting myself in that position rather than than being at the front. Yeah, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Like, Lise, do you feel like that in a class? Um, Not so much now. I do, when I'm, if I'm doing stuff, I don't, I'm not very good at, or I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. If it's a new movement, I think initially there's always that kind of like fear that people are watching you and thinking she doesn't know what she's doing or she can't do that properly. But again, it's just, it's like everything, isn't it? Like even in a gym, no one's interested. Like everyone's just focused on their own workout. Like, so no one's actually interested in whether you can do it or not. Cause they don't care. They're just focused on themselves. But I mean, I kind of go, I'm, cause I'm a bit weird. Like, I always go to the same spot because I'm a bit routine So if someone's in my spot, I get a little bit like, that's where I like to stand. But <laughs> wow. I usually go, do you remember I said to you, I was like, uh, are you using that writ? Like, are you using that? <laughs> I just say, get out because that's my space. <laughs> but I just think, I think as well, like a lot of it is the fear of the unknown, isn't it? For people going into gyms when they first start, it's that fear of not knowing what to do necessarily, not knowing your way around the machines or the weights or, or what weight to pick up you know like you, you go to not sorry saying like rivers meet but any kind of standard gym you have your induction which is a you know 10 minute 15 minute oh these are our machines I'll show you how to use them but no one actually says right you get on and set that up to how you need it and then the next time you go in you're like oh my god I can't remember how to use that so you don't use it so or you just go on the treadmill because you think I'll just go for a run because I know what I'm doing there and that, that's exactly it, Lise. And then I think you go to a gym and you don't know what to do. You're intimidated by all these people who look like they know what they're doing, even though they're probably feeling the same. There will be some people in there who do know what they're doing. But you then, for me, I would then go, OK, I'll just get on the treadmill because I don't know what to do. And then I might as well not bother going to the gym and go out for a run. Yeah, a really good thing, I think, like when I started going back to the gym, I used um, Kayla Itzina. She's an Australian fitness I don't know what you call it, really, fitness professional. She had a, she's got an app now, but she used to have the bikini body guide that's changed to sweat now because obviously, you know, we've all got bikini bodies, so don't need to be fit to be in a bikini. But she was really good because it was a routine. It was a set out. Every day you did a certain thing and you went. And I used to take that with me, print it out. I mean, I love a print out when I used to go to the gym. I used to have a plan, do that workout, and then, you know, maybe have a couple of backup exercises in case someone was using what I wanted to use. I think when people go in with no idea what they want to do, it makes it so much harder. Like you need to research 
what you want to do in the gym like if you want to get stronger research you know weightlifting programs or strength training not just go oh but again there's so much out there if you put in if you went to google on google strength training you'd get 10 different opinions and that's why i love crossfit because i go in there i don't have to think about yeah, it i get told what to do there, it's it? a group environment exactly yeah. you get everything that you need and that's why i, I do think it. as well like people i mean i started when i I wanted to get into strength training and I read a really good book by Laura Hoggins. Um, she's Laura Biceps on Instagram. And she talks a lot about, she used to go to standard gyms, run on the treadmill, cardio, hated every second, but felt like she had to be there. And she got into strength training. She talks in that book about how it makes you feel and how empowering it is. And she started up her own like barbell classes for women specifically. Um, and she in her book as well, she's got some like a little sort of starter guide program to strength training. But I just asked some of the guys in there. Like I saw one guy, Nathan, who then ended up becoming a really good friend and did some personal training with me. He was in there doing deadlifts one day. And I was just like, oh, I'd like to do that. Like, can you tell me a bit about it? And he just, you know, over the few weeks, we became friends. We started chatting and he'd like send me stuff, tell me stuff to do and help me. And I think people like to help, don't they? Like we always, we always fear asking for help, but people like to give, you know, people like to think that they're good at something and you're asking them for their advice. You know, you've touched on it a little bit there, uh, Lise, when you said about Laura Biceps, who, by the way, has got a decent set of biceps. Uh, I didn't know her name. I didn't know that was her name until you said Laura Biceps. I love that. She sent me a voice I was so like fangirling over it. I was like, I thought it was hell of a coincidence that her surname's Biceps and she's got big biceps. Harvard's the funny one on this podcast. Um, but you, Lise, you touched on it there. Mm -hmm jury's out on that no one. they're not i've had so much feedback about half's the funny one <laughs> yeah well you know that makes me not the good looking one doesn't it so by default that's lise ah thanks she's guys. the good looking one and i'm just the host and you anyway. and you to be fair at you're very good at putting things away aren't you we've established that yeah but don't say that too loud because if my wife hears that she'll be like why are you so messy at home oh yeah <laughs> um just back to that a minute least you you mentioned about girls and boys there and i think the gym intimidation is exactly the same for boys and girls yeah. because i don't think we can you can't genderize that and i've heard people say oh boy it's so much easier for boys to walk into a gym absolutely not no. i don't agree and i think with it's it. probably worse in some ways because like you see like i say you see a lot of people who are pretty ripped in normal say normal gyms in the gym and they know what they're doing. They look like they know what they're doing. And you go in there, you've got no idea. You know, it's even worse, isn't it? Like, it just adds to that anxiety of, like, what am I doing here? Yeah, and you just think, God, I wish I looked like that. But what you forget is they've been doing that for 10 yeah, years. Yeah, that was going to be one of my points, actually. Another, like, thing to think about when you start. Except that you're a beginner and that you're not at the same level as everyone else. But use that as inspiration that you can get there. It's hard to kind of, I used to be the same. I used to look at people and be like, oh God, I wish I could run like that. I wish I was as, I say skinny, I hate saying that, but I wish I looked like that. But you can get there. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone starts somewhere. I think there's a great, there's a great quote that I've, I've seen on doing the rounds and I've shared it a couple of times. And it's, you don't, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Yeah. Nice. I think you can apply that to anything. And it's a really good quote. And, you know, whether you're out running or whatever you're doing, really, it's not just a sport or fitness related thing. Um, but you just have to make that first step, take that first step. Uh, and the definition of greatness is your own anyway to, to define. So um, whatever you're thinking, if you're listening to this and you, you want to do something, you haven't done it yet. 
uh, that's going to you think might benefit you sports wise or fitness wise, and just get out and do it. Make take that first step. Or anything, Harv. Like you say, it's your definition of greatness. If it's great, you know, if your definition of greatness is to read a whole library of books, you know, you've got to start with one book. Yeah, you do. You do. If you want to walk 300 dogs, you've got to walk that first dog. <laughs> yeah. So I've got to update you on that. I've got 296 dogs to find. <laughs> Not too many then. <laughs> no. It's got four then. Yeah, I've had it because I got two. And then um, someone else has volunteered Ted and Rolo that I can walk. So, uh, yeah, I only need 296 to keep the dogs oh, I'll coming. I'll do us an Instagram post and put out a, a request for I do want to do it. I definitely <laughs> want to do it. I think it'd be really cool to walk 300 different dogs. I've got you? a couple of people interested in 300 for 300 as well. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah get them all down there. Yeah, and they can do exactly what they want. So I guess to summarise what we're saying is that everybody should get down to a CrossFit box. Um, gym, gym intimidation still exists, but... It's definitely a more accepting and welcoming environment. And uh, I don't think anybody that starts will regret it. But I'm never going to take my shirt off in one. That's just one step too far for me. So Lise takes her whole top off. No, she doesn't really. <laughs> that, that would be oversharing. And Harv, are you, are you, are you never, are you saying never going to take your T-shirt off ever? I, do you know what? And I hate to bring up me sweating again um, and getting so hot. The other day I was working out in there and I was... I was so hot and I, I, I really had the urge to take my shirt off. I think you should do it next week. Oh, I don't know. I, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing One it. workout. So I went through a stage last year of just going, do you know what? And this came out of the sort of the, the counselling that I, I did last year. I spoke to her about it and said, lots of guys take their shirt off. You know, I'm the same sort of build as them, but I'm, I'm scared to do it. And she, I remember her saying, why are you scared? Like, just do it. You know, what, what do you care anyway? You know, you're not a fat bloke by any means. So just whip your shirt off. And I was like, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to do it. And so for last summer, I did. Like, I would take my shirt off. And now I'm at a point where I don't want to take my shirt off again. And I don't really know why. It's weird. Do you know what? It's my favourite bit of CrossFit. <laughs> not me taking my shirt off. But everyone, like, <laughs> I remember. I put up a post once. I think of us, like, post team wad and like most people were half naked and someone messaged me and were like jesus like, you're all half naked i was like that's the best bit <laughs> the fact that everyone takes a double makes it work it out a lot <laughs> the thing is though and i suppose this is where a crossfit gym is different to a normal gym in the crossfit gym if you're in some hardcore workout man you get so hot don't you and and like oh, the, yeah the t-shirt is a bit restrictive because it's soaking wet and you do feel yeah, like sometimes my vest is just in the way if i'm doing a burpee it just flies off my face so it just comes off yeah. What, yeah what worries me though is that i'll um i'll go to take my shirt off and i'll just get stuck because i'm so sweaty and the thing's clinging to me I'll just, <laughs> well I'll take just it off before the workout starts no i couldn't do that I some people do don't they no yeah, I do. i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it i'm, I'm, I'm Dave, he takes his off. I mean, we were joking on Tuesday night that Dave might as well not come to CrossFit in a shirt because he's always taking it off. So, yeah, but to be fair, if I look like Dave, I'd never wear a shirt. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> me, me neither. But no, no shirt, I'm a shirts on guy. In the, in the I think that should be your challenge for this week. I had to not look at social media till I got to work, which I did. So, I think your challenge should be take your shirt off. What an odd challenge. I like it. Why don't you do it? No, I don't, I don't really want it, mate. Well, I mean that's absolutely fair enough. I mean, I did not want to look at Instagram, but I did. If you don't, if you don't want to take your shirt off, you don't have to, do you? You know, it's entirely up to you. That's the view. We won't bully you into it. <laughs> I think yeah, that's, that's uh, it's my right. 
be some kind of weird club if you had to. So yeah, I don't know. I've gone through a funny stage of of doing it and being absolutely comfortable to do it, and now not so comfortable. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I think you should take your shirt off three hundred times, half. <laughs> yeah, three hundred classes. Yeah, that would be knackering. 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 Is that a word? Yeah. Yeah. Retire it like knackering. In the south of England, I think it's a word, but I don't know if it's a word <laughs> anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So I've got a bit of a rant this week. And I need you guys to hear it and kind of I hope and you're going to understand what I'm going to talk about because it drove me crazy the other night. Absolutely nuts. And I, and I need to talk about it. So I was out in pool one evening this week um, and one of the guys I was with said we should go to Macca's and we'd worked hard in the evening. And I was like, do you know what? Let's do it. And I thought it's all I want is a milkshake. Right. So we go to we go to. McD- I know yeah, what you're going to say. Yeah. You're going to sh- you're shaking your head because you're furious already. Aren't I know you? what's coming. Yeah. So we get, we drive round to Holsbury Road to the McDonald's on on Holsbury Road in Paul and uh, walk in there and the boys are like oh, I'll have you know they're getting in the you know Big Macs and all this sort of stuff and I said oh it's all I want is a milkshake so I click on cold drinks oh they're not serving any honestly what is that about what it is it with all the time what is with McDonald's not serving milkshakes do you know what I think it is I think they have to clean the machines or something and they just can't be asked to do it. Because whenever you go anywhere across the country, no milkshakes. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand what it's about. Do you know what else I like doing with a milkshake? Dipping my chips in it. Yeah. Are you can say the same halves? Yeah. Dipping your chips in a milkshake. I actually had a McDonald's the other night and uh, I had a milkshake. The milkshake machine was working. So shout out to McDonald's and Yeovil. Uh, <laughs> was working. But, but what really wound me up, and before I, before I say this, I am totally um, for a greener planet, okay? And I get cardboard straws. I know where you're going, Harves. I was just about to say the same. But have you ever tried to suck a McDonald's milkshake for a cardboard <laughs> straw? Oh, my days. I had cramp in my jaw. I think what they should do is they should sell you a reusable metal straw or a bamboo straw in McDonald's. Yeah, no one takes on with them, do they? Yeah, but you have to pay like a quid for the straw. And so you get it. A bit like a plastic bag tax. Exactly. And then so you have to buy the straw. You can have a paper one for nothing or you buy one for a quid. Uh, We need to tag McDonald's in this, see why they haven't done this yet. Because the other thing that happened to me as well, and another time I had a McDonald's and I was driving and I had a milkshake and I was struggling. Like I was, you know, my eyes were popping out as I was trying to suck the thing through the the cardboard straw. (laughs) But I took the lid off and I thought, I'm just going to sip it like a drink. But as I did it, the whole thing came out in a wonner in my face. (laughs) And I had to pull over because I couldn't see what I was doing because I had a face full of chocolate milkshake. Oh, do you go chocolate? I, I did that occasion, but I will have strawberry every now and then. I just stay away from Oh, them. no. What's wrong with you people? It's vanilla. Whole time. Always vanilla. Oh, yeah, that's nice. We're all different, Lise. Our anxieties drive us crazy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're all different. Some people can drive, others can't. But I was going to say, we don't condone drinking milkshakes whilst driving. Obviously, you should be concentrating on what you're doing. And I'm saying this as I'm getting ready to attend my speeding awareness course next week. Oh, man. Oh, naughty boy. Online speeding awareness course. I know. That's which I'm very much it, looking forward it? to. Yeah. But you've got to have your camera on all the time. Yeah. But, you know, it says on there that if you're... Household emergency. Uh, cat's got a mouse. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, God. Brilliant. Should we leave it there then for this week? She just dropped the mouse in a bag of bad co-merchandise. <laughs> Right. 
So, ah, oh, there's a perfect cliffhanger. So I, need, I need to go and rescue. Yeah, what happens? The mouse will win. There's no cliffhanger. The mouse wins. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's sit, let's catch up next week, guys. Oh, this is the best cliffhanger ever. <laughs> get some pictures of the mouse so we can get it on um, get it on Instagram. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll try. I try, but it might um, it might get the better of me. Oh, the mouse in the bag is coming into the room. I've got to deal with this. I've got to deal with this. <laughs> I'll uh, yeah. Speak soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you later. Bye.